Hey there, this is Terry Cowley, weekday breakfast presenter on 1FM Shepparton. Thanks for checking out this podcast. It was recorded live as part of The Brecky Show, which you can catch 6 to 9am Monday to Friday. It's the week that was with Max Stankamp of the Shepparton News. It's a very good morning to you, Max. Ah, to even turn on your microphone for you. There we go. It's a very good morning to you, Terry, and to everyone out there listening. Has it been a good week? It's always a good week. Oh, well, that's a a nice positive way of looking at it. Yeah, every week the the sun's out and we get to to hang out is a good week in my books. Well, uh, sometimes we talk off air about what we're going to cover. We haven't done that today because you've just slipped in late. Um, but I'm going to make a prediction. Uh, I, I can confirm every red light in Shepherd <laughs> this morning. I can, I can make a prediction. I predict that you're going to mention a certain young soccer star. Look, Am probably, I right? Probably. You'd, <laughs> you'd be on the money if you thought I was going to talk about Garang Quoll, yes. um, who has appeared to have signed with Newcastle, um, which is just insane. It's hard yes. for you know, a lot of people who don't follow football don't understand how, how big a deal it is to sign with a, a massive English club um, and head overseas and you know follow, in a sense, the footsteps of his brother, um, Allo, but has probably gone past him at this point. Um, Allo, obviously playing in Germany at the minute um, and has, has been playing with the young Socceroos and Garang's gone straight into the, the Socceroos, the, the open age, you know, made his debut the, uh, last week. Um, coming off the bench, which is just incredible. Um, Antonetta, I think, is their mother's name. She must be bursting she with pride. So, so and I did see, I have met her in the past. She's a lovely lady and she's got, I, I'm not sure how many kids, but a lot of kids, including one that's quite, you know, baby at probably about one. So, yeah, yeah she's got her hands full, that's for sure. Yeah. And, and Aloe's been very open in interviews before saying that all the younger kids are better than him at football. Wow. That's so, just going to be... Absolute. Four of them what what would you call it? A dynasty. A dynasty. Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, it's but but the, the, with the interviews with uh, his mother Antonetta, I've really loved. She's been so um, complimentary of the Shepparton community and the support that they'd always given her boys with soccer. Like you know, maybe she wasn't able to pick them up. Someone was always there to support. So that's really nice that they've yeah. really uh, kept those ties to Shepparton and they really put them to the fore. And also, the story this week. Did you see it? He, um, um, Garang coming out and saying, you know, we've got the best soccer pitch in Victoria. Yes, I did yes. see that. Um, it was nice. It was really nice. And it's something that, you know, it, it's a cracking pitch and we'll have, you know, we'll have, you know, junior World Cup, you know, under 23 World Cup games played on it. We'll have, um, you know, we'll have plenty more in the next couple of weeks as well where we've got some soccer stuff coming out here. Um, really exciting and, yeah, really nice for them to, to recognise those roots. And he, I sorry, spoke. Um, this week in the national media talking about, you know, that he wants to inspire the next generation of, you know, African-Australian um, soccer players and make them feel like they've got a home in the sport, which is really nice to hear um, and, you know, certainly something that, that Shepparton's been good at providing, that sort of home. Yeah, it's not a stretch to say that if you provide those good facilities, you will produce better players. And, I mean, this is a great example of that. Very much so, very much so. So and, and while we're on sport, obviously, the um, the GVL Grand Final was last weekend. Most people will have, have been all across it nor have picked up the uh, the 20-page Grand Final edition of the Riverine Herald, which had nothing but football and some netball in there. Um, so, but yes, it was, it was an incredible game last weekend, last Sunday. 
um, the Murray Bombers getting up over a very plucky Eroa side that just did not go away. Um, and I, 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 Patrick Morrow, one of our new reporters, had a chat to Rory Kirkby after the siren, after he won the Wolfcox medal for best on ground um, for his four, three, four, four goals. Um, he kicked and, you know, he pointed at the sky and, you know, said that, you know, it was, it was for his dad who'd been with him every step of the way, driven to Adelaide, you know, 10 or 15 times a year to watch him play, you know, been with him in a chuka and, and they went down as when he was a kid. Um, and, you know, he died 18 months ago. So it was... Oh, that's sad. Uh, which is sad. He'd, he'd always kind of wanted his dad to be able to see him win that next Echuca Premiership. And, he, you know, it obviously didn't didn't line up, but it was a, a really touching, um, you know, stories like that all around with the Reeds, for, you know, with their family coming from Echuca. The, the, it was just stories coming out the wazoo. Um, of what the it wazoo. Meant, the wazoo. Of what <laughs> it meant it. to the town and what it meant to everyone involved yeah. in, in the footy club. And Yoroa was well to, did well to get as far as they did. Yeah, they did. They did really, really well. And they, they were up in the last quarter by a point or five points. And it was just, you know, I was struggling as a neutral, you know, sitting there reporting on the game. I don't know how fans were feeling in the, in the stands. On the edge of their seats, no doubt. I can imagine they would have been. Now, there must be something happening in the world besides sport, Max. <laughs> Although we've got, the, sure we got the NRL, grandfather, that, that's the big one in our house. That's, uh, I assume it's tomorrow, would it be? It would this be Well, some, maybe Sunday, yeah. So Parramatta versus Penrith, the two Western Sydney teams. Mm. Um, yep. And my family are huge Penrith Panthers supporters. So if you hear some screaming uh, Sunday afternoon, it'll be coming from our house. There we go. Well, uh, <laughs> and I'll be just trying to keep a low profile and, and uh, trying to avoid people yelling at me saying, come and see this, and then feign a bit of interest and then go off and do yeah, what I'm doing I'm, anyway. I'm on the feel-good Eels bandwagon um, <sighs> for the underdog. Well, I actually used to go for the Eels when I was a kid, but that was just because I liked their colours. There was no real good reason. My home team would be um, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles, which everyone hates. So <laughs> Anyway, yeah. so... Let's get off sport. Let's get off sport. Um, so uh, in the news this week, um, Greater Shepparton City Council, they've voiced their opposition to um, becoming a warded council. So basically, for people that don't know how it works, some councils like Shepparton, you've got the nine councillors, they're all just elected um, based on, you know, everyone votes for the same set of councillors. Whereas you look at, say, Campaspe Shire Council, they've got a bunch of wards where in your ward you vote for a select number of councillors. Um, those councillors have to live in the ward they're in and you, you then vote for them and um, it kind of, it's similar to Parliament where you've got, you know, your local member, your local councillor, um, or Shepparton, it's a bit smaller, the population's kind of, it's hard to split it up. So at the moment, it's just the, the one big ward um, and it's something that's going to be revisited in t- ahead of the 2024 council elections and councils kind of got, the councillors have got on the front foot and said, no, we, we don't want to be a warded council because it doesn't doesn't suit Shepparton. Are you um, taking from that that it sounds like that, it, that they are going to impose it on councils? It sounds um, a bit it, like that to sound, me. It sounds like council expects that. I, I have no idea if that's something that will happen. It's, you know not something that I, I've been hugely across and most people wouldn't be hugely across the nitty-gritty of local councils. Local um, Government Act 2020 or something? Yeah, yes. Um, it's certainly not something I read. I've got by my bedside to, for some light reading before bed. No, um, but obviously the point of it is to make sure that all different areas of a municipality are represented um, adequately. Yeah, and there's the argument that, you know, you'd want some representation for someone for Tatura, for example, because it's, you know, r- reasonably distinct from Shepparton. It's got its own, you know, you know, it's got its own kind of 
grouping and it's separate and, you know, Marupna in the same boat, you know, has been, had a lot of services disappear from Marupna in the last little while. So there, there's the argument there and a lot of groups would want that representation. But on the flip side, some councillors have argued that, you know, for a lot of different, uh, a lot of different, especially ethnic groups in Shepparton, it means then they get split up into three different wards and those minority voices get lost a little bit. Yeah, it's a geographic population um you know, division, it's not anything to do with um, culture or community. Yes, so in, in some senses it works and in some senses it doesn't for, for you know, different groups that, you know, then would have to, to split. And um, you do see, you do see the other councils surrounding us who do have the ward system, a lot of councillors getting elected unopposed, which mm. basically means if you stand, you get in. And mm. we've always seen it very hotly contested in Shepparton where people have really had to work for their seat on council, so... As you say, pluses and minuses. Mm, very much so, very much so. Um, and then uh, coming up in Shepparton in the next little while um, is uh, Shepparton's Out in the Open Festival will be back for its 11th years. So it'll be two weeks of LGBTI um, QA plus Pride diversity events. So there'll be the, the march and there'll be you know a lot of the events we've had before. So that is coming up, which people are getting very excited for. Yes, and 1FM always does a, an outside broadcast, a live broadcast from that event, has done for many years, and I'm pleased to confirm we'll do again this year. So, for, from, from Carnival Day, yes. Yep. I think that's the Saturday. So, looking forward to that. It is, and St George's Road Food Festival is back as well, which, goodness me, that's exciting. That You know, we've got Friar Street coming up as well for Food Festival there. Um, it's just everyone just hit the streets and eat a lot of food is... Um, is basically the yeah, I always enjoy message for the next couple of months. I always enjoy the uh, St George's Road one. Mm. It's, a it's a feast. I've, I've heard good things about it. I've, I haven't been here. Uh, I've only come during lockdowns, so I haven't seen most of these events yet. But October 16, I put it down in the diary between noon and 5pm. Yeah, they really uh, sort of came out of, I think, a, a wish to really kind of put that area on the map and to streetscape it a bit. And it's really been successful in what it set out to do, I think. And just had to be able to showcase so many of our different ethnic communities, not just in food, but also in performances mm. and things like that. Yeah, it's a really nice day. Mm, and it's something that, um, you know, as somebody who lives near St George's Road, you'd, I'd see it quite often, but it's, it's easy to miss if you're living, you know, in the middle of Kayala. Or, That's true. That's um, true. You know, it's nice to but see just, just how diverse Shepparton is. Put the spotlight on that area for a change. Exactly. Um, and one very lovely story, um, which I'll finish up on, uh, which was by Monique Preston yesterday. Vicky Smith turned 100. Um, so she had a wonderful time. Um, her real name is Violet, but goes by Vicky. Um, so uh, Dudagala Harmony Village had a, a lovely day um, to, to celebrate her 100th birthday. And there's a lot of really nice photos in the paper and online. So can heartily recommend checking that out. So I think you used to get a letter from the Queen when you turned 100. Does that mean she gets a letter from the King? She or? a letter from the Governor-General. Okay. Um, which Fair I enough. imagine would have been uh, potentially because the letter from the Queen was in the mail ahead of time and then... Maybe, I don't know, yeah. And then maybe they decided, no, well, we can't deliver these, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the process was, but she got a letter from the Governor-General, not a letter from the King. I'm sure she was happy with that, and many happy returns to you, Vicky. Good on you. You've gotten a lot further than most of us will. <laughs> happy birthday to her. And then just finally, to uh, to wrap things up, the um, some news about the news. Uh, the Shepparton News is um, up for the best publication of the year, the uh, Victorian Regional Press Club Awards. Excellent. Which is on tonight. Congratulations. Tonight. Tonight. So that's we'll have to look out for that. Uh, that's in Ballarat. 
Um, and then Caitlin Grant is up for Best Young Journalist of the Year. Excellent. Very exciting. And somehow, I'm assuming by clerical error, I've been nominated for Best Print Story. Um, Fantastic. For a yarn I did last year. What, so, what story? Uh, it was the story I did talking about where we like where we go from here as lockdowns eased and we weren't quite sure, you know, what the future holds. Are we all going to catch COVID? How does it all kind of, you know, where to now that we're we're getting out of lockdown and the borders coming down? Are we just all going to catch it? And the answer was yes, uh, yes. In the end, and you're right. Um, so yeah, it was kind of very big surprise that that cropped up, but a few few awards. Congratulations. We'll be rooting for you, Max, and for you. and for the others as well. So will you be reporting on that overnight? Uh, probably not on the night. Um, I think we'll be looking to, to enjoy ourselves down there, but... You're going? You're going over to Ballarat tonight? We're heading across, yes. Excellent. A contingent of us heading across. Um, so, but yes, you'll find out in Monday's paper, and I'm assuming online at some point when the hangover wears off, think <laughs> responsibly. The hangover regardless of the outcome. Be good to get a copy of that story again and to publish that, Max. Mm, maybe there, is, on. there is one on my desk. Okay. But, uh, may, yeah, we might put it up over the weekend. Um, yeah, let so me know, let me know the date and I might be able to screenshot it from the app and then I can put it on our Facebook page so and people keep, can know what an award-winning story looks like and an keep, award-winning journalist. Keep, keep an eye out on the, uh, on the Shipney's Facebook page and we might put it up again. You know, if you do, when you just from then on, you just describe yourself as an award-winning journalist. <laughs> it's yeah. handy, it's handy. I won a participation <laughs> award once. <laughs> I'm, I'm an award-winning journalist. It's not a participation award. Anyway, congratulations to you and Thank to everyone at the Shep News for the great job that you do in keeping us informed every day. Thank you. And thanks for your time this morning, Max. You have a terrific weekend, starting off with a terrific night in Ballarat tonight, I hope. I'm hoping so. Thanks, Terry. <laughs> Thank you, Max Steinkamp of The Shepparton News. The Shepparton Golf Club is regional golf's hidden gem. Right around your doorstep on the banks of the beautiful Goulburn River. With over a century of proud history, the Shepparton Golf Club features regularly in Australia's top 100 courses and is found in superb condition all year round. With first-class dining, entertainment and on-course accommodation, the Shepparton Golf Club provides its members and guests a prestige golfing, entertainment and dining experience that is rich in culture with a warm, welcoming country vibe. For more information on membership, restaurant and event calendar, visit shepherdandgolf.net.au and view our offering. Or call us anytime on 5821-2717. 1FM sponsor. Snake season is here. Have you serviced your snake repellers this spring yet? If not, book a service call and let Jason's Pest Control update your batteries and check your repellers are right to go for this snake season. You don't have snake repellers yet? That's okay. Call us now and get them professionally installed. Protect your kids, pets and yourself. Our snake repellers are the best on the market and even have a two-year warranty. For more information, call Jason's Pest Control now. 1-800-599-699. 1FM Sponsor. Station sponsors McNamara Real Estate are now servicing the entire Goulburn Valley area. Our proud local family-run business is pleased to offer you a comprehensive service that comes with decades of local real estate experience between our team and is the region's best value agency, offering the area's only all-inclusive cat price commission rates. That's right, cat price commission. So if you're considering selling your home, please contact McNamara Real Estate on 5831 6405. That's 5831 6405. Or visit us at McNamaraRealEstate.com.au. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.